Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Streets of San Francisco. A Quinn Martin production. Starring Carl Malden. Also starring... Jimmy! I got one thing! Jimmy! Tonight's episode... Mr. Nobody. That is true. I am Mr. Nobody. Welcome to episode 1154. It is a Friday episode, a Friday flashback episode. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Hi. Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. That's true. I am the villain, the hero of this story, and every single one is right next to me. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. And welcome to a Friday. Why, thank you. You made it to a Friday, Kimmy. Uh, looks like it. Yes, you did. It's very early, uh, very early Friday. The sun has not uh, has not peaked over the horizon yet as we record this, looking out our studio window in, in beautiful Florida there, and uh, it's still dark, did you notice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but, but it is morning, the time we record this. Kimmy, uh, getting ready to uh, go back in time with us with this Flashback Friday episode. Kimmy, we will uh, go back in time. We're going to give you the opportunity, too, to choose... How far back we go. Okay. You are going to have that chance, Kimmy. All right. It's all going to be up to you. Can you handle the pressure on it? I'll set the dial. Can you Okay. <laughs> can you handle all the pre- Yeah, you're going to be sort of like uh, uh, Sherman's Sherman in uh, Mr. Peabody. All right. You're going to set you're going to set the dial. Or so, yeah, or sort of like uh, Michael J. Fox's character, I guess, mm. in the DeLorean. Yes. Yeah. Hey, that's going to be that's going to be Kimmy here. Kimmy's going to decide just how far back we go. Can you handle the pressure on a flashback Friday, Kimmy? I think I can. You you think yeah. you can? That's good. Just like the train, she thinks yeah. she can. Yes, yes, she thinks he, she can. By the way, be sure to tell your friends you found a place for pop culture escapism every single day. You heard right. We offer a nerd variety talk show. That means we talk about a lot of things. Yes, you can talk just about comic books, but we we don't just talk about comic books. We focus on them from time to time. You could talk just about Battlestar Galactica if you'd like to. Uh, That's great. We totally support that. Well, we talk about Battlestar Galactica from time to time. But the whole show does not focus on Battlestar Galactica or comic books, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. It is a variety show, and we'll give a good example of that right here with our Flashback Friday segment of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Be sure to check out our event page to find out where the Riley and Kimmy Show will be appearing first or next. And you can find that event page right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Also, go right there to find our social media links. Stay linked with the Riley and Kimmy Show, and by the way, our other show we have a sister show called animal special that's where we talk about pets dogs cats and reptiles and birds and all kinds of things right kimmy that's right and i posted a photo on uh, wednesday yesterday of uh well actually thursday of kimmy with a, a new friend mm-hmm. yes i was out mm-hmm. shopping very early and i found this gigantic stuffed plush dog it was cute. Thank you. He is, isn't he? Uh-huh. And I, I was hoping, Kimmy, well, you can check out Kimmy's photo on that and also links to uh, Instagram. We have that photo available right there as well. I, I'm hoping it gives Kimmy a little bit of the uh, the nudge to maybe adopt another four-footer in the near future. 
that was my my goal there. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> and so, and also to prepare her for the Deland Animal Parade that's happening. That is the Mardi Gras Parade on Main Street with the uh, the dog parade that's happening. I'm looking forward to that. That is not this Saturday, but the following Saturday that's going to be happening in downtown Deland, right? That's right. And we have photos of our past experience with that, of Kimmy riding in a, a float, riding in the Deland Animal Hospital's float. And you can check that out as one of our our fur kids cosplays as Captain America. Yeah. You can find links to that right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com, right to our Facebook page, the Riley and Kimmy Show, and also Animal Special. Kimmy, I have a question for you on this flashback Friday, a Friday the 17th. Are you able, are you willing, are you capable of playing nerd and pop culture geek trivia? I believe so. It is a Friday, February 17th. We'll be we'll be testing Kimmy's memory and also to see if she's actually wide awake before sunrise here. That's going to be the real question. Uh, we'll see if that's actually happening. The timeline has been adjusted. I will warn you of that, especially Kimmy of that, meaning the timeline is not in chronological order or linear. So feel free to shout out answers to Kimmy. We believe in a time tunnel vortex. It opens up right in front of Kimmy and the answer just pops right out. So maybe you can give her that answer by yelling at your laptop, your desktop, your smartphone, your tablet, or whatever computing device you listen to The Riley and Kimmy Show on. Because you can take The Riley and Kimmy Show anywhere on planet Earth. We are mobile and global. It's a Friday, February 17th. We go to the first question in trivia. Kimmy, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Kimmy. It is comic strip oriented. That's where our, our question is going to be uh, starting off at. Are you Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I'm just making sure because it's comic strips. All right, not, I'm ready. Not comic books. Comic strips. So on this date in history, the comic strip BC first appears, Kimmy. The question is, was it 1938, 1948, 1958, or 1968? 1968. Wrong. It was 1958. The comic strip BC first appears. Did you read BC? Mm-hmm. Did yes. They have, did they have a collective of BC, like a BC book? Sort of like they did Peanuts at one time? I don't know. I, I, I just don't remember. I don't really remember BC that much. I think they used BC in some advertising on television, too, for a period of time. Possibly. Some. I can't quite remember for sure. So on this date, Kimmy, the first minimum wage law in the United States takes effect. What year? Was it 1913, 1933, 1943, or 1953? It was 1913, the first minimum wage law in the United States takes effect. And Aaron Burr became vice president. Now, the question for you, Kimmy, is, well, you actually answered one there, but the bonus question. Shortly after that, Aaron Burr would kill whom in a duel? Alexander Hamilton. That's right, Alexander Hamilton. He had a duel, and he 
one as vice president this happened. It, yeah, you think things are kind of wacky now, right? Mm-hmm. They were wacky way back when. 1817, the first gas-lit streetlights appeared in the United States. That was in Baltimore. Have you ever seen gas lighting at all? Mm-hmm. You've actually seen things lit by gas. You know that um, An old film. Okay, but not in person or any reenactment areas or anything have ever had that. I don't think so. Now, I, I had a home uh, that I had at one time that I lived in uh, that had the gas jets. They no longer function, but they had them all throughout the, Mm. it was a pre-Victorian, or Victorian actually, era home. It was on this date, 1876, Julius Wolfe is credited as being the first person to can sardines. Do do you ever eat those? No. That just means you go you, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, you can thank him. You can go back in time with your time machine. Or stop him, possibly, Kimmy. <laughs> Say, please don't do that. It was 1878 in San Francisco, California. The first large city telephone exchange opens up. At large city, they only had 18 phones. That's in 1878. But it gives you an idea of just how wealthy San Francisco was at that time period, too. Hmm. It was on this date, Kimmy. Here is your question. Comedian Joan Rivers makes her first guest appearance on a certain TV show. Two-part question here. Tell me the name of the TV show she makes her first guest appearance on. The Tonight Show. All right. And the question is, was this in the 1960s, 1970s, 1980s, or 1990s? 1970s. 1960s. It happened. 1965 was when she made her first appearance, guest appearance, on The Tonight Show, starring Johnny Carson on NBC TV. It was on this date, Kimmy. Newsweek was first published. Newsweek was first published when? 1933, 1953, 1963, or 1973? 1953. 1933 is when the first Newsweek came out. I'm did striking you, out. Did you ever read Newsweek? Sure. Oh, really? Sure. I, I didn't know Newsweek was one of your favorites. I do have some special Newsweeks still saved and, you know... In plastic and stuff like that. Jimmy, it was on this date, the first high school automobile driver's education course was introduced. Give me the year. Was it 1934, 1944, 1954, 1964? 1954? No, that's your final answer. Yes. The first high school automobile driver's ed course was introduced in Pennsylvania the year 1934. Oh. Can you imagine what that was like? Roads, you know. Okay. Probably didn't take them out on the open highway for sure. It wasn't an open highway to mm-hmm. take, take them out on. Uh, yeah. It was on the. Did you take driver's ed, by the way? Just kind of curious. Yeah. You had driver's ed course? Did you do it during the summer or during the no, regular school year? Regular school year. And you actually went out on town ta- in the town in that yeah. big city you're from, mm-hmm. just outside of Chicago, driving on the big streets. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet that was fun. Did you scare people on that first time? No. Now, question: Had you driven at home at no. all? So you had never. Nobody had ever risked their life with you driving. Nope. Interesting. Do you remember the very first time? When mm-hmm. you drove? Mm-hmm. Were you petrified? How'd you do? I did really well. That's interesting. You didn't drive into the garage or anything. No. I remember the first time I was out, I'd already knew how to drive because I had an older 
uh, half-brother who was basically dad, and he taught me how to drive. And I was sitting in the back seat, already did my driving stint, you know, did my little part. And, and then young lady is driving us back to the school, and she doesn't stop at the garage, and we actually hit the garage doors. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. That was that was a fun day. <laughs> and, and how'd you do with the uh, simulators? They have the simulators, too, in your oh, class? Oh, yeah. Did you like those? Uh-huh. I bet you did. 1924 swimmer Johnny Weissmuller sets a world record in the 100-yard freestyle. He did it in the time of 57 two-fifths seconds in Miami, Florida. What would he be known for shortly after that? What film role, Kimmy? Tarzan? Yes, that's correct. He played Tarzan, also played Flash Gordon, and Buck Rogers did all three of them in the films. 1924, he set his uh, his record. It was on this date. Kimmy, pay attention here. Comic strip question for you. 1933 is the year. 1933, Blondie Boopa Doop gets married after three years of dating. Can you tell me who Blondie Boopa Doop marries? Give me his full name. Blondie marries um, Dagwood. And Dagwood's last name. Bumstead. Ah, uh, don't touch that dial. Listen to... Blondie! Yes, Kimmy, her full name, her maiden name was Blondie Boopadoop. Okay. And, yeah, they dated for three years and got married. 1933. That's when they got married. Hmm. So on this date, 1955, Little Richard sent his first audition tape to Specialty Records. It was on this date, 1959. The first weather satellite is launched called Vanguard 2. It was on this date, 1960, the Everly Brothers signed a deal, a contract with Warner Brothers. That's Warner Brothers Records, a 10-year contract worth $1 million. That's hundred grand a year. Hmm. Were they wise or not? Hmm. That'd be the question to ask them. I wonder if they, you know, I, I'm curious, were they satisfied at the end of the 10 or not? Moving to something else happening on this date in history, it was on this date, 1964, it was the first concert for this recording artist and his band. Happened in Los Angeles, California. Identify the artist. Here is your audio clue. Tell me who that is, Kimmy. He had a hit on a soap opera called Old General Hospital. He did a song called Rise many years later. Chuck Mangione? Not Chuck Mangione. Chuck Mangione mm, did not Herb have... Herb Alpert. Yeah, that's right. Herb Alpert. Right there it is. Do you want a brass band? First uh, concert, 1964. I take it you were not exposed to Herb Alpert that much outside of General Hospital in that song. Mm. That, so your mother did not have a bunch of Herb Alpert records. Mm -mm. That's It's kind of bizarre. My mother had stacks of those. Hmm. And I don't know why either. I mean, I love Herb Alpert and that sound. kind of wish that she would really liked Herb Alpert a little more. Maybe I wouldn't have been lugging that big snare drum to school. Maybe mm. I would have been just a trumpet, you know? Yeah. And maybe I would have liked that more. Hmm. It's possible, right? Hmm. I, I don't know. It was on this date, 1966. Recording began on this song, Tell Me the Name of the Group, Tell Me the Name of the Song. Here is your audio clue. Uh. I love the colorful clothes you wear And the way the sunlight plays upon her head You had less than 10 seconds. Tell me the name of the recording artist and the hit. 
Beach Boys, Good Vibrations. The year is 1967. Tell me the recording artist. Give me they release two in the United States. They release Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields Forever. Who is it? The Beatles. That's correct. Do you have that on vinyl? Of course. Oh, I'm just making sure there. It was on this date, 1969. Johnny Cash. This is a this is a this is a mashup. 1969, Johnny Cash and Bob Dylan record together. They have a recording session in Nashville, Tennessee. There's only one thing released, a duet called Girl from North Country. Kind of curious what the rest of the recording soundtracks sounded like. That's 1969. 1970, Joni Mitchell announced her retirement from live performances. Would she stick to it? Was that it, 1970? Mm, No. That's correct. She returns to the stage within a year. It was on this date in 1970. James Taylor made his primetime TV debut on The Johnny Cash Show. Did you watch Johnny Cash? Or anybody in your household, do you think they watch The Johnny Cash Show or do they avoid The Johnny Cash Show on ABC? I don't ABC? recall that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I, my mother despised Johnny Cash. She didn't think, see, I love Johnny Cash. and But she just couldn't stand his singing. Hmm. I, I I like cash. It was on this date, Kimmy. Give me the year John Lennon releases Rock and Roll. He releases that album, that LP. It was his last record before he left the music business for five years. So you get a plus or a minus of one year. Um, 1974. You're close. You made it. It's 1975 when he releases that. It was on this date, 1976. The Eagles released their greatest hits. Do you have that in your collection? Mm -hmm. It was 1985. The U.S. postage stamp price goes from 20 cents to 22 cents for first class mail. It was on this date, 1990. Aerosmith appears on Saturday Night Live. They perform the Wayne's World theme song while appearing in the skit as themselves. Did you see that one? I don't recall. I wasn't watching Saturday Night Live by that time period. It was on this date, 1996. World chess champion Gary Kasparov has a battle with the IBM supercomputer called Deep Blue in Philadelphia. Who wins at chess? Does Gary win or does the IBM supercomputer Deep Blue? Uh, I'd say it's a tie. No, there is a distinct winner. Gary beats the computer. Oh. It's 1996. It's on this date within two, Kimmy. Destiny's Child's self-titled debut album is released what year within two one way or the other 2000 you got it 1998 that happens now is that on your cd or in your cd or your mp3 no thing not at all all right moving over to celebrity and notable birthdays montgomery ward born on this date 1843 what is he known for kimmy well he had a chain of stores yes and you know and catalogs very good that's actually how he started out was with catalogs because in the midwest he thought that farmers and people living in rural america were getting basically hosed going to stores and paying over prices so he created the the using the state of the art at the time period catalogs to show you everything you get and he would send it to you Mm -hmm. and without being you weren't penalized with the orders who was his rival Montgomery Ward had a rival at that time period. Who was his catalog rival that would become a big department store as well? 
um, either Sears or JCPenney's. It would be Sears. That would be his major rival uh, with that at that time period. Now, did you buy stuff from Mon- Montgomery Wards as a kid, your family? We had the store in town, so. Well, I knew your family sure. was big into the catalog thing. You know, I didn't know if we they... didn't, I don't recall those catalogs, Okay. But... We always had JCPenney's and Sears. Yeah, th- that was his thing, by the way, was he would give these catalogs out for free. And I have no idea, you know, think about the time period, the costs and things like that. But yeah. he, he did that, and he distributed them, not in the big, big, big cities. It was all these little areas. And, I mean, it was brilliant, actually, when you look from a marketing aspect. Born 1843, died 1913 at the age of 69, and in 1872 is when he founded Montgomery Ward and Company. Arthur Kennedy, actor, born 1914, died 1990 at the age of 75. He was in stage and film as well. My favorite, one of my favorite Comic book artist of all time was born on this date in history. His name is Kurt Swan, born 1920, died 1996 at the age of 76. He's the artist most associated with Superman during the period called the Silver Age. Now, Swan produced hundreds of covers and stories from the 1950s through the 1980s. His favorite story of all time is one actually I need to add to the collection. I think I had it at one time, and well, it, it went walking. His favorite is one that he actually penciled and inked. He did both. It's called I Flew with Superman from Superman Annual Number 9 from 1983. That's one where Swan appears as himself and helps Superman solve a case. I kind of like to, to add that back to the collection. Hmm. I like to find that one. And I like him so much, I had the honor of George Perez sketching Superman for me in the style of Kurt Swan. I have the classic Superman, Silver Age Superman that George Perez did. It's it's George Perez slash Kurt Swanish. It's really cool. Matter of fact, it's right above me right there mm-hmm. in our studio here. And that's one of the treasures I have of the George Perez art collection I have, but it's that Kurt Swan thing. Uh-huh. It's, it's just way cool. An American singer, songwriter, musician, born on this date, Gene Pitney, born 1941, died 2006 at the age of 66. He recorded some things that are sort of associated with movies. One is, well, it is, but it isn't. The one that definitely is, you, if you ever see the movie called Town Without Pity, he recorded the, the score for that. Have you ever seen that movie, Kimmy? No. It's a very young. Robert Blake is in that one, by the way. Town Without Pity reached number 13 in 1961. Ours is not an easy age. We're like tigers in a cage. What a town without pity can do. Yeah, it's Town Without Pity, and you probably don't even really remember that as an oldie. Uh, very few oldie stations Mm-mm. played that after a period of time. It just kind of went into, you know, the, the hidden part. And then he had a big hit, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, Song spent 13 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 charting at number four. Yes, the movie, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. That's the one with John Wayne and and Jimmy Stewart. You, you know, Lee Marvin. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies of all time. But the deal is, this never appeared in the movie. Not even in the closing credits. He was recording it. It was written for the movie. As he's recording it, he's told the movie's just been released. As he's recording, now it would go on to become a hit. When Liberty Valance rode to town, the women folk would hide. They'd hide. When Liberty Valance walked around, the men would step aside. Because the point of a gun was the only law that Liberty understood. Now I'm glad they left it out of the movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That that reached number four, Kimmy. It was on the charts for 13 weeks. 
The okay. man who shot Liberty Valance. That's Gene Penny's birthday today, born 1941. Actress Renee Russo, former model, is having a birthday. How old is she within five, Kimmy? Um, 60. She's 63, so you get that one. Lou Diamond Phillips having a birthday. How old is he? 50. 55, so you get it within your five. Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, having a birthday. How old is he today? 55. Close. 54. See if you can identify this birthday person and tell me how old he is. Director Kimmy. He's done quite a few action films. That's what he's known for. Armageddon, 1998, Pearl Harbor, 2001, Transformers, 2007, and all three Transformers sequels. Who is he? Michael Bay. That's exactly right. How old is Michael Bay today? 50. You're close. He's 53 today. And you realize Michael Bay's a really cool guy. Kimmy, you'd like him, maybe not because of his directing style, but because he loves animals. Oh? He's a big supporter of dogs and rescues. He lives in Los Angeles and Miami with his two bull mastiffs, Bone Crusher and Grace, named for characters in Transformers and Armageddon. And as a boy, he donated his bar mitzvah money to an animal shelter and often includes his dogs, his bull mastiffs, in films. He's done that. Yeah. Now, Bay previously had another dog called Mason, whose final appearance in a film was as Miles' dog in Transformers. Now, Mason died during production of that film in March of 2007. And Bay, by the way, has done quite well. He owns a $50 million Gulfstream jet, as well as a Bentley, a Range Rover, an Escalade, a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, and two Camaros from the Transformers movies. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I kind of like him. Yeah. Now, even more. Yeah. yeah he likes dogs. Cool. Cool guy. Denise Richards having a birthday today. How old is she within five? Uh, 49. She's 46 today. Jerry O'Connell, actor. Won't ask you anything about him. Age 43. He's mostly well known as playing uh, Quinn Mallory in the TV series, sci-fi TV series Sliders, which I'm sure you never saw. He has three names, Kimmy. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, having a birthday today. How old is he? 42. 36. You missed that one within the five buffer. Paris Hilton, having a birthday. How old is Paris Hilton today? 31. Paris Hilton is 36 years old today. Do you think if they redid Green Acres, she'd be perfect? No. You, you, you wouldn't? No. No? No? Okay. I see Notable deaths for today, 1909, we saw the passing of Geronimo. The Apache chief dies at the age of 79. That wraps up the list today. Kimmy, I think you did a great job on Flashback Friday. All right. My question for you is you can play you can play tribute time here. You have a choice as we go back to the golden age of radio with Flashback Friday to honor something from trivia. Do you want us to go to an old-time radio show that is about Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton are one about Geronimo. Which one do you want? I'll let you think about it. Radio was new. Radio. Someone still loves you. And that's O'Reilly and Kimmy Show. Going back in time right now to the theater of the mind to honor something from trivia. And it's all up to Kimmy. Where do we turn the time machine back? Let's go with Geronimo. All right. From 1941, we have a production, a radio production done 
about the life of Geronimo. Now, this is for historical purposes only, meaning from the golden age of radio. And I want to stress that it may not be the best in in sound, considering it was not recorded with today's standards. But it has survived the course of time. The real standout with this episode is Bud Collier is the narrator of this. And Bud Collier was the voice of Superman and Clark Kent for more than 10 years. Because he did it for 10 years on the radio version of The Adventures of Superman from 1940 through 1950. And then he would do it again in the 1960s, 1966 filmation animated version of Superman. So we get the voice of Superman with this, which is Kind of cool. Going back in time, 1941, here's Geronimo with Bud Collier on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Indian drums, war drums, throbbing over the purple sage and cactus in the southwest America of 1886, throbbing with the voice of one man, Geronimo. For where the long shadows reach down from cragged mountains and fall across endless mesas, the beat of the Indian war drum means terror in the land and fear of the wrath of the avenging Apache, Geronimo. Tonight, on the Cavalcade of America, DuPont presents the story of Geronimo and the last of the Indian Wars. Our star is Kenneth Delmar of the Cavalcade Players, portraying the role of Captain Leonard Anderson. drums, war drums, throbbing with the angry voice of Geronimo. Why does white man still live? Geronimo say kill all. White man surrender, Geronimo. This man, his wife. Show mercy to her, Geronimo. Kill me when you please, but pity her. Why, Geronimo, show pity to white woman. Did white man show pity to Geronimo's mother? She mothered. Why, Geronimo, not take eye for eye? He had nothing to do with your mother's being killed. So, Geronimo... We have nothing to do with your wife being killed. Oh, thank you, Geronimo. Thank you. No. Geronimo have nothing to do with white woman. Personally. He turned white woman over to his brain. No. Take her away. No. Sarah. No. No, Geronimo. Kill me here with my husband. Never mind, John. Telegraph operator escaped. More of the telegraph operator at Red Gulch, calling for help. Geronimo, reading there now. I right, better get Captain Anderson. Yes, I'll take the rest of the message. Captain Anderson, sir. Yes, Geronimo's on the warpath again. Where's that Indian now? Uh, Red Gulch, sir. Red Gulch? It's over 80 miles away. Contact Captain Lawton at Fort Boy. Ask him to do all he can. 
Looks like Geronimo's headed into his territory. Yes, sir. Ask him if he's heard from that Mexican, Governor Torres, yet. Right, Captain Anderson. If he hasn't, tell him that Torres, by a treaty with our government, has promised 5,000 Mexican soldiers to help us capture Geronimo. 5,000, yes, sir. What about Red Gulch? Ah, those poor devils. Can't do anything for them now. Well, anyway, there's one thing to the good. What's that, Captain? General Miles has been ordered by Washington to take full charge of the capture of Geronimo. Expected here tonight. General Miles, sir? All the way from Montana? That's right. Now we'll see some action. Now we can get started stamping out every one of these sneaking, murdering red devils. Uh, that's no way, sir. It's the only way to handle them, without mercy. They don't understand any other... Well, hello. Hello, Leonard. Oh, I'm, I'm interrupting. No, no, that, that's all right, Elizabeth. I heard you shouting something about stamping them out. What's the matter? You got rattlesnakes in the army post? Worse. Geronimo again. Oh. Anything special on your mind? No, just a visit. Well, good. Come on into my office. You might telegraph Lawton that Miles is on his way, Sergeant. Very good, sir. More trouble from Geronimo, huh, Leonard? Uh, he just raided Red Gulch to the south. More killed. More tortured. I tell you, Elizabeth, there's only one way to deal with these Indians. Step on them without mercy. The only good Indian is a dead Indian. You seem very sure of yourself, Captain. Are you laughing at me, Elizabeth? Laughing at you? Why, no. You are, I can tell. Whenever you call me captain, you're laughing at me. Put down that book. What are you doing? Uh, Leonard, this is one of your military textbooks. I was just trying to find out where in it you'd gotten your strange ideas about Indian fighting. Listen, Elizabeth, I am right. I'm not the only one who says Indians have got to be handled with an iron fist. Do you know what Joplin told me? He said that Joplin? all the... Uh... You mean the government agent? Well, after all, a government Indian agent knows Indians. It's his business. And you really think he knows his business? Why, he's more than half the cause of all the trouble. Nonsense. You think feeding Indians on rotten beef, dismissing their protests with a gun butt and insulting their chiefs with a gun butt and insulting their chiefs is going to bring back order to the Southwest? Elizabeth Joplin's been government agent here more than ten years. He's been dealing with Indians for more years than you've lived. I think he knows his business. Wait till General Miles gets here. He'll prove the point. He'll prove the point, all right, all right, but not the way you think. Oh, well... Listen, dear, I'm having supper with General Miles tonight over at Joplin's. Want to make any bets? Hmm? <laughs> we'll see whether I know what I'm talking about or not. One thing I know you'll find out is that there's lots more to Indian fighting than fighting Indians. Strangely, you and that Indian better get off Mr. Joplin's veranda. Good evening, Captain. Don't you know you're sitting on Bert Joplin's veranda? Well, that's what I know. He doesn't allow Indians up here. What are you doing here, anyway? Well, Captain, first place, neither me nor my Indian friend here could remember any law against sitting here. Huh? And second place, I was invited to dine here. This looked like a likely place to wait for my host. That seemed reasonable. Hey, who are you? My name's Miles, son. Miles? Uh, full name, Nelson A. Miles. Oh, my apologies, General. I didn't recognize you, sir. At ease, Captain. Yes, sir. Next time, don't let the buckskin fool you. I always found it easier on a man in the saddle. Uh, you Captain Anderson? Yes, sir. Straight out of Harvard, aren't you? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I heard about you all the way up in Montana. First assignment, I believe. Yes, sir. 
Well, son, out on the frontier, we don't always wear a uniform. Sometimes gets in the way of a friendly talk. Oh, uh, you know Black Eagle here? No, sir. Well, he's got a brother you might have heard of. Name of Geronimo. Geronimo? Well? I beg pardon, sir? Well, Black Eagle is a friend. I always manage to shake hands with my friends when I meet them. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, howdy, Black Eagle. Evening, Captain. Oh, oh. Who's this? Howdy, Captain. This is our host, Joplin? Yes, General Miles. Evening, Mr. Joplin. General Miles is here. Delighted to meet you, General. <laughs> Sorry not to be here when you arrived. I... I hope that you'll find the supper was worth waiting for. Seems to me I've heard quite a bit about you, Joplin, about you and your suppers. Yep, that's something I aim to clear up for the evening's much older. Oh, I uh, I hadn't realized my vittles were so famous, General. Hope you don't mind my inviting Black Eagle here to eat with us tonight. Oh, no, no, of course not. Glad to have him. Always an extra plate at my table. Black Eagle. Food good. Not Indian food. Indian food bad. What do you mean Indian food's bad? Why? Well, you eat the same beef we ate tonight? No. Indian food make braves sick. Bad food make braves mad. Well, can't say as I blame him. And you, Captain Anderson? Well, sir. Well, he's lying, General Miles. Well, those engines can't rig up the excuse of bad food for going on the war path. Engines don't go on the war path for nothing, do they? Now, I'm, I'm sorry to say this while Black Eagle's my guest, General, but you and I both know that most engines are bad, clean through. What Geronimo's his brother, and he's like uh, Careful with the talk, Jop. Why, every engine hates the white man like the devil hates the truth. Indian no hate white man. Indian hate cheating. You say I cheat you. I say you give bad meat for good meat price. No man can say that to my face and live. Careful, Joplin. Black Eagle speak truth. You lying redskin. Well, you're no better than your murdering brother. There's only one kind of talk that you understand. Cut that gun, Joplin. Look out, Black Eagle. Why are you... Is he badly hurt, Anderson? Looks that way, sir. Take him to the hospital immediately. This engine's life must be saved at all costs. Yes, General Miles. Easy there. Well, that clears up one part of this business, Joplin. There'll be no more cheating of the engines at Fort Apache. You're under military arrest in my personal custody. And you better pray you didn't hurt Black Eagle too badly. If that engine dies, Joplin, you hang. <laughs> I didn't hear you come in. How is he? Oh, he's much better. Bullet just grazed his shoulder. He'll be all right then? Good as new in a few days. Look worse than it was. I always thought Joplin was contemptible and mean, but I never knew how really low he was. 
That well, man should... Hold on, Elizabeth. Whoa. He'll get his. General Miles is taking good care of him. I know. He's already been arrested. It just makes my blood boil to see Indians treated that way. Well, it makes my blood boil to see white people treated the way Geronimo treats them. Well, I think you'll find General Miles knows how to deal with his kind, too. Uh, maybe. Well, you're learning, Captain. I expect to hear you tell me soon that there's a third kind of Indian. Besides a bad one and a dead one. Now, wait a minute. Stop calling me Captain or I begin calling you Miss Thorne. I'm sorry, Leonard. You've really done a fine thing for all of us in tending Black Eagle. You've given us a good friend. Well, I, I guess I better leave and let you get well ahead with your duties. Goodbye. Where are you going? Back to the ranch. Oh. You think that's a good idea? Hadn't you better stay at the fort here? Well, it's only a short ride back home. What do you mean, stay here? Well, I don't know, Elizabeth. I'd just feel better if I knew you were safe. Listen, Easterner, I'm 19 years old in Indian country, and I wouldn't miss a good night's sleep for a whole tribe of Geronimo's. <laughs> well, Elizabeth, at least let me ride back with you. Say, you're, you're really worried, aren't you? Oh, you must know I am, Elizabeth. If anything should happen to you, I... I... Leonard. Though half the reason I love you is because I've got a hunch you're probably better able to take care of yourself than I am. Darling, you deserve a kiss for that. Now I gotta find Dad. He's he's waiting for me. Sweet. Take care of yourself. Don't worry. Good night, Lenny. Good night. General Miles, sir. At ease, Adjutant. What have you got for me? Full report, sir. Oh, Twelve pages. I suppose you just tell me what it says. Well, sir, Geronimo's raiding mostly in southern Arizona, sir. Yesterday morning, he struck at the Santa Cruz Valley, about 30 miles southwest. Started moving west. Yeah? Looted the Martin farm, stampeded about a thousand head of cattle. Oh, getting close, huh? Must need food bad. Late last night, he plundered the Thorn Ranch. That's about ten the miles The Thorn away. Ranch? Yes, sir. He shot and killed two hands. There was a girl on the ranch, Elizabeth Thorn. They seized her and are holding her hostage. Do we know which way they're headed? Yes, sir. South to the Sierra Madras. Orderly. Yes, sir. Have assembly sounded immediately. Yes, sir. Tell Captain Anderson to report to me at once. Yes, sir. Adjutant, sir. Uh, telegraph this message to General Torres, Yaki River Junction, Mexico. You ready? Yes, sir. Geronimo fleeing south into Sierra Madres. In conformity, Mexican-American treaty, suggest you move all available troops at vicinity. Signed, Miles, General U.S. Army. Got that? Yes, sir. And now then, uh, wire Colonel Wade at Fort Boy. Geronimo moving your area. Immediate capture imperative. Signed, Miles. Get those off at once. Yes, sir. Reporting, sir. Uh, Captain Anderson, I have an assignment for you. An important assignment. And a dangerous one. I want you to bring back Geronimo here alive. You think you can? I mean, do you think you can take him alive? I think I can, sir. And thanks for the chance. Now, you know what I want, Captain. I want that engine pursued and pursued until he knows there's no way out except surrender. 
You understand that? I think I do, General. Uh, well, you don't, Captain. But I think you will, in just a moment. Oh, how's Black Eagle? Is he sound enough to ride? Yes, sir. Good. Now, he knows the Sierra Range like the palm of his hand. Geronimo's fled to those mountains. Take Black Eagle with you, Captain. You'll be valuable. And, uh, Captain Anderson. Yes, sir. Geronimo raided within a few miles of the fort last night. What area, sir? The Thorn Ranch. What? He took Elizabeth Thorn off with him as hostage, Captain. Yes, sir. All right. That's all, Captain Anderson. You have your orders. Listening to the DuPont Cavalcade of America presenting the story of Geronimo and starring Kenneth Delmar of the Cavalcade Players. The Cavalcade of America is brought to you each Monday by DuPont, maker of better things for better living through chemistry. Two days riding ahead of us. What's that, sir? What? Oh, nothing, Sergeant. Nothing, just talking to myself. You think the girl's still alive, sir? Forget the girl, can't you? Don't talk about her. Sorry, sir. I didn't mean anything by it, sir. Captain Anderson, sir. What is it? Men, sir. Well? 18 hours in the saddle, sir. Can't keep us up day after day. Soldiers can if Indians can, Sergeant. Here we are, kids. They were ambushed. Company dismount. Prepare to fire. Shot two men, sir. Riley and Stevenson. And we never saw them. Where can they hide? Seven men dead in two weeks, and we've never seen the men who did it. Leave these two horses here, Sergeant. Very good, sir. Tell the man to destroy them. Can't spare the water. Captain Anderson, sir. I have to stop till we find water. Nonsense. Sir, Thompson and Ryan and one other. Yes? Son's got him, sir. They'll go raving mad. Got to push on. We've got to. We've got to ride that Apache right into the ground. Captain Anderson. Yes, Sergeant. Here I am. I captured a deserter from Geronimo's band. Captain. Where is he? Right out in the ledge there. Can't stand, sir. Man's dying. Now take me to him. I've got to talk to that Indian. Now this way, sir. I almost stumbled over him. I don't think he'd live long. Here he is, sir. Lift his head up. Mm. Yeah, drink this. That's enough. Tell me, where's Geronimo? Higher. Up a high crag. By Timberline. Is the white girl with him? Geronimo. Say, killer. 
before I give up. Sergeant, you see where this Indian came from? No, sir. He's lying here when I found him. Where is Geronimo? Point to where he is. Up, Craig. Up. I. There. Sergeant, you stay with this Indian. We can't attack Geronimo. He'll kill Miss Thorne. I'm going after him myself. But, Captain, they'll kill the girl as soon as they They're see you. They're bound to kill her anyway unless we take a chance. Get along down the mountain to camp. Well, can't I go with you at least, sir? No. Now, wait. I'll go with Black Eagle. He knows these peaks and he knows Geronimo. Sergeant, I'll stay with this man. Find Black Eagle and bring him here. that you're here, Leonard. I feel as if I could skip. I could dance down the mountain. Shh, listen to me. Down the slope, you'll find Black Eagle. He's our friend. But where are you going? To Geronimo. Oh, no, you are Hurry to Black Eagle. If I don't call in five minutes, you're to head straight down the mountain with Black Eagle without waiting. Promise. Kiss me. All right, my love. I promise. I'm Captain Anderson, U.S. Army. I'm unarmed. I come to ask you to surrender. You come without guns to see Geronimo? I trust you, Geronimo. I, a soldier, trust you. I call on you to surrender. Oh, I know no trick. You can trust me. I have your brother with me. Black Eagle stands within call. He will vouch for me. Black Eagle. Black Eagle here, Geronimo. You'd better surrender, Geronimo. Surrender. Surrender to the men that killed Geronimo's mother. To the men that cheat Geronimo and his people on the reservation. That feed them bad horse meat. Trick them. Lie to them. Starve them. Cheat them. Experience teaches the white man and the red, Geronimo. The white man knows far better than he did how the Indians should be treated. The white man took Indians' country. Now they take his liberty. Break his laws. This country, these hills and sand, this was Indian land where Indians could hunt and live. White man steal them from Indian. Now, you ask me to surrender to white man. Make your choice, Geronimo. Surrender to the U.S. Army or be captured by the Mexicans. After what you've done in Mexico, you can expect no mercy there. 
You promise liberty for me and my braves? I promise you nothing but a fair trial, Geronimo. You'll always be sure of that in America. You must take the white man's word that your land and liberty will be protected. Now, for the sake of your braves, Geronimo, for your own sake, surrender. White captain, speak truth, Geronimo. You too, Black Eagle. So, Geronimo, surrender only to biggest white officer. Where is General? You have General at Mountain's Foot in two weeks. Geronimo, he surrender. Two weeks? I'll have General Miles at the Mountain's Foot in two days. Oh, cannot do. We'll take three days' ride to Mountain Foot, two days to General's camp, two days ride back again. No, we'll send the message by reflected lights, Geronimo. With our lights, with our heliostat, we can send the message from this crag to the base camp in 15 minutes. So. We, we see these lights through the air. Geronimo has thought these lights, the light spirit. And that this light spirit was with the white man. The white man cooks strong magic, Geronimo. Strong enough to keep the white man and the Indian at peace with each other. From this moment on, for all time. Support of Kenneth Delmar and the role of Leonard Anderson on tonight's program with the Cavalcade players, with Jeanette Nolan as Eliza, Everett Sloan as Black Eagle, John McIntyre as General Miles, and Edwin Jerome as Geronimo. Our play was written by Peter Lyon. The orchestra and the original musical score were under the direction of Don Voorhees. On the Cavalcade of America, your announcer is Clayton Collier, sending best wishes from DuPont. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R I L E Y. And Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com.
ChumbaCasino.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.